Hello and welcome. My name is Steven and I'm here with my co-host and wife, Jenny. Hey everyone. And you are listening to the Short-Term Rental Markets Podcast where each month we're gonna be highlighting a different market and taking a deep dive into what information you need to know to launch a successful short-term rental in that area. We're passionate about helping hosts just like us find the best locations and connect with the people who will help kickstart your journey. We'll find the local experts who can save us all time and money as we look for where to purchase our next rentals. We back. Hello. After much waiting yes. and delay. We're so sorry about that, <laughs> no. but it was a busy, a busy month for us. It was December. Believe it or not, uh, um, when we're not moonlighting as Airbnb hosts and yeah, full-time moms. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I actually have a full-time job as well. And Jenny's a, um, a stay-at-home mom. And so December uh, is super busy for us because I actually work at a church out here in Washington. And there's kind of this like thing that happened in history that's kind of a big deal in a lot of churches that yeah. takes a lot of work to pull off. But we all celebrate on December you know, 25th. Of Jesus. Yeah. You know. it, was, it, was, uh, <laughs> it was a ton of fun, a ton of work. Um, but uh, as we were just... Uh, yeah, and you got the flu. I so did get the flu. That kind of set us back a little I bit did, as well. But we appreciate you guys a ton and glad you are back for episode number five. 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 We're headed out to the Smoky Mountains here <gasps> shortly. Handful. I know, a whole hand. We're going to need two hands to count after <laughs> uh, after this episode. But um, yeah, so it's been good and lots of good stuff happening at our um, at our house yeah, out in property, Pennsylvania. Yeah. We had our first like massive refund <sighs> that was painful. Yeah, it was... It was- yeah, it wasn't a full refund. Thankfully, yeah. they, it was just a partial refund that they were willing to accept. Yeah, they uh, they saw a single mouse running yeah. across the kitchen, yes. and so we, uh, you know, owning remotely adds in its complexity. But thankfully, we had plans in place for a yeah. pest control team that was able to go out the next day, and we sent them and their family out to lunch so that the pest control people could do their work. And yeah. ultimately, we ended up refunding them a good a good portion of their stay too. But they didn't leave us a bad review. Yeah, so that's and- all. Oh, I know, right? It was really like the biggest yeah. part that yep. we didn't want to happen was yep. a bad review. So yeah, it was good. I'm just, it's so like, I mean, you know, we do this section bossy each week where you get to hear these guests that are like so intense. And I was just glad that like these guests. Yeah, they were normal, like level headed. Yep. Understanding. Yeah. Yeah. They knew that we were our doing our best. In the forest. Yeah. And that we were. Yeah, she did uh, say that like we communicated really well, and yeah. she could tell that we were trying really hard to fix yeah. the situation. And yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was a bright light in a <laughs> it was kind of a stinky situation. So, but uh, thankfully, as we said, they were level headed, unlike some of our other guests in this section. And I actually do love this section because then it makes like <laughs> hard situations not seem so difficult when you hear yes. stories and you guys tell us stories of guests that are just outrageous. Yes, just bossy. Just bossy. And so we're going to jump into our our bossy story this week. And this is a prime example of someone that you just, you really don't want at your property yeah. for just a number of reasons. So uh, go ahead and tell us uh, what, our, what our bossy story is this week. So this week we have a host submitted this to us and he said on this go this house is in Washington he said on a particularly dreadful and rainy day here in Washington one of our guests arrived at the property and couldn't find the key so after some back and forth um, with me to find a solution for this guest he insisted he find a way in anyways so he hung up and then later found out that the guest decided to throw a rock directly through the glass of our back door to enter the property. 
after entering and perhaps thinking over his decision wasn't the best, um, he offered to pay for the replacement and went to cover it with insulating plastic the next day until the new glass arrived. So a horror story kind of had a happy ending. Oh no, I was going to say, depending on the state of the sliding glass door before yeah. the rock was thrown through it. Was it a sliding glass door or is it just a door with some glass like ours? Oh, I, that's a valid question that we don't have the answer to. We don't have the well, answer. We need to clarify that, but yeah. I'd be like, sweet, all right, new window. I'm more concerned about like a person that is that... Yeah, that aggressive. That aggressive. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen if you like has a hard time opening a bedroom door. He's just going to, like, kick it down. It's <laughs> just like, this oven's not working. <laughs> or this coffee maker's not yeah, working. Yeah, just shatter it. That's intense. Yeah. I mean, Glad why them... not just go to a hotel for the night or, like, have the host Or call, for like, that. an emergency locksmith. Yeah, that too. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm just glad it wasn't our house. <laughs> it wasn't our house, and I'm sorry if that was your house. Well, yes. Um, super excited for uh, this this month's interview. We are headed out to the Smoky Mountains, and this month uh, it has been a run for for you guys yeah. who are currently hosts or you Ugh. live out in the Smoky Mountains. It has been cold. I've been just reading stories on some Facebook groups of like rolling blackouts and yeah. closed roads and Lots of goodness. Issues with yeah, weather. I'm so sorry for yeah. you guys out there. But uh, thankfully, the uh, the interview that we have this month, he is super experienced yes. um, out in that area. I'm really excited to introduce him to you guys because he has a YouTube channel that um, honestly was uh, incredibly helpful yeah. for us. And, and we've been diving more and more into his content and we're, um, we're grateful that, that he was choosing to sit down with us today and spend some time to share some really, really good info on on that market out in the Smoky Mountains, yeah. and um, yeah, because he said he doesn't typically no do podcast do interviews, a ton of interviews so. like this. So super grateful. Yeah. Um, his name is Johnny Martinez. You can look him up on YouTube. We'll also uh, link him in the show notes below. Um, not only does he have a bunch of good content for the Smoky Mountains specifically, but mm-hmm. just general Airbnb knowledge, knowledge, yeah. short-term rental um, market knowledge. Uh, he's done a bunch of work in a bunch of different markets. So it, uh, as you'll hear in the interview, while this is uh, specific to the Smoky Mountains, there's a bunch of good info for a ton of different markets. So yeah, enjoy. Thank you guys for joining us. Let's jump in together. Johnny, it is super, super good, uh, yeah, to meet you and uh, to get to spend some time just hanging out, picking your brain. You, um, uh, we actually found you based on like we were looking around at different markets, and one of the things that we'll do is a uh, talk to other investors in the area and just be looking around on like YouTube and other social media. And I saw some of your content, and I was like, we need to get on a call with him and uh, pick his brain. So thanks, thanks a ton for spending some time. Awesome, yeah, I, I appreciate reaching out, and and yeah, I'm excited to yeah. do it. Happy to do cool. it. Cool. Well, tell us a little bit just about your background. How long have you been in this for? And um, yeah, just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, people ask me, especially if like I'm, I'm single and if when I go on dates, it's like people are usually uh, confused at the end of when I tell them my stories and stuff like that. I, 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 I mean, I, I college, I was doing construction, building houses during college. I ended up getting a degree in computer engineering, but along the way, I mean, I was taking entrepreneurship classes and all this stuff, uh, ended up doing that for a while, but that was actually went back to school to do that before that. I had a, a screen printing company. Um, I was selling iPhones to China. I had a, um, back when, or on eBay, most of them were going to China, but yeah, it was like everything you could imagine doing. Um, I did, I, I, my buddy and I had a company, uh, doing this and that. And then, yeah, we just like, 
bought one-way tickets to Europe at one point. Um, but yeah, I ended up living in the Bay Area for a while. It's typical Silicon Valley, miserable engineer, uh, kind of late 20s. Um, and I always loved stand-up comedy. So I said, I have to do this. And um, yeah, I was doing just, I've done everything that I can imagine doing. I ended up doing improv. And when I was doing improv in LA, this is after I'd moved back down to LA. I'm from Huntington Beach, Orange County, where I live now, but I lived in LA for four years. Um, I was doing improv and ended up meeting Robert Abasolo, Rob Bilt, who's who's exploded. When I knew him, uh, he was just a, a guy and we were talking about real estate and we kind of had similar dreams. Uh, much different people, but similar ideas of like, we're, let's just go all in on everything mm -hmm. and just every hand, let's go all in. Uh, yeah, it's like any ace, anything, we're going all in and we're going to go for it. So yeah, Robert, about that time we went out to Josh Tree. Robert had just built his uh, uh, Casita Conejo, mm -hmm. which is doing really good. I think that's been shared something like 30 million times on social media. And we built Casa Mariposa, which was down the street from there. So I had some cash. I had uh, been just quit working two remote jobs. So I had a, a bunch of money saved up and was traveling, literally had a day when I uh, flew from LAX to uh, San Jose at like five or six in the morning. I had a meeting. We went to a all-you-can-eat like Brazilian steakhouse lunch. I changed my Southwest flight back like an hour. I ran to the airport, ran across the terminals in LAX from like terminal one to terminal five, which is, uh, a, you know, and I got on an Air Canada flight for like a dinner meeting that night. Um, and it was crazy and it lasted for a while. But I had my eyes on the prize, which was I want financial freedom and even making six figures as an engineer in LA, working remotely, you're just kind of like, you have some extra income, you can do whatever you want, you can go on ski trips and stuff like that. But yeah, so I did that. Rob and I started working together in Joshua Tree. That house, we ended up selling, I think we built it for, at the time, we were all in with the land of like 290,000 or something like that. We sold it for 670. Um, so we had a few hundred grand to play with. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. did a 1031 exchange. We bought three houses in West Virginia, 47 acres in Virginia, and yeah. a big plot of land in Joshua Tree that we're building a much bigger, better house. Uh, I told them, I said, look, if we sell, we, we went back and forth and we still talk to each other like all the time. Was this a good idea to sell? <laughs> you know, it's hard yeah. to say. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy that we sold it because yeah. uh, the experiences that came from that and everything was, was, uh, life-changing yeah. and building that deciding to build Casimir Posa was life-changing and so from there we um yeah I went off I bought a house in Gatlinburg um I got super into the Smoky Mountains and visited there a bunch mm -hmm. and uh Rob and I were going to buy something together at the time Rob's money was tied up he couldn't do it so I went myself and met realtors out there in the short-term shop who's probably I mean, the best short-term rental realtors, the collection of them in the country. Mm. And yeah, I, I'm obsessed with the Smokies. I bought a house there for $455,000. And my realtor still calls us the deal of the century. <laughs> it was a three-level, uh, three-bed, three-bath uh, home with a view of Mount Leconte, which is, you know, the main, you know, it's in, in Gatlinburg. Mm. And the first year, that house grossed me about $135,000, $136,000. Wow. That's amazing. So, and a year later, that house was... I could have probably gotten a million dollars for the house, especially with all the income I was getting. Yeah. Um, I, I went in there. It's a long story. I remodeled it. There was mold damage. Um, I went there three times. I had my family come. I had to find people on Craigslist to help. I did a complete remodel mm. and uh, at the time was in debt uh, to do it. And But I knew, I knew that this place was going to work. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then it started making money and 
then yeah, I've had investors, you know, I have five or six houses being built in Joshua Tree right now. Yeah. Um, just sold one today we were talking about uh, closing on and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, all kinds of stuff happening. I think I'm gonna do some stuff in uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas with yeah. some people and yeah. Wow. So, wow, that's yeah. exciting. That's really cool. Yeah. Hopefully that's a good, not too much and not too no, little. No, yeah. I was, I was great. Yeah. So yeah. The, I mean, there's so much that like, thank you again for, for sitting down with us to do this. And there's so much good stuff that we could dig into, but specifically in the Spokane mountains, tell us just about like, what is that market overall? What's the, what, what's bringing people yeah. to that area? What do you see and what have you seen seasonality and, um, and yeah, what, just tell us about that market specifically. Yeah. The Smoky mountains is a unique market and for anybody that was lucky enough to invest there before uh, certain people started talking about it on podcasts and everybody, you know, like I said before, there's markets where, especially during COVID, where there was like 10 houses for sale and a million people listen to an episode of the Bigger Pockets yeah. podcast or more multiple million people. Yeah. And all of a sudden you have hundreds of thousands of people looking at a market that before nobody was, was talking about. Now I have my secret markets that I don't talk about, um, but I will talk about all, you know, most of them. Yeah. And the Smoky mountains is a place where it's the most visited national park in the country. So, uh, you know, 10 to 15 million people go there every year and that's into the park. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of people go and don't go into the park. So, um, it's the most visited national park. And the unique thing about the Smoky mountains is it's like an, it's something, I don't know the real statistic, but, it's right in the middle of everybody. Mm -hmm. So it's like an eight hour drive from like 30% of the country or 50% of the country wow. or something. So that's one of the reasons it's so visited is mm -hmm. it has this like, it's like the hillbilly moonshiner kind of thing. And you can go watch people playing bluegrass music in little corners and stuff. It's super touristy. Mm -hmm. It's like Disneyland, Vegas for hillbillies. <laughs> and that's kind of what it is. And uh, yeah. And, and, um, so you just have a lot of people that go there and people need a place to stay. There's hotels, they're expensive, but there's thousands and thousands of these cabins. Mm -hmm. And over time, since Airbnb came out and gotten popular, they con were converted from traditional rental programs. There were a lot of rental houses there, but they were, you know, transferred over to Airbnb and kind of optimized. And a lot of them have been remodeled. A lot of them have not been remodeled. Um, but yeah, they were built between, you know, the seventies, uh, I think the original ones were built in the sixties and, uh, yeah. And it's just kind of grown and grown and grown and people go there and they taste moonshine. There's a lot of like family resorts and stuff like that. And, and, uh, yeah, it's like, I'm from California, so I ski on mountains that are 10,000 feet up, but at 3,500 feet or whatever to them, that's in the East coast, the Appalachian mountains, like there's not much else. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a good time. It's it's uh, it's pretty, you know, whether you're a couple getting away or a family with kids or whatever. Um, yeah, and you see a lot of the the rentals there have things like theater rooms. Mm -hmm. um, I've got an original Pac-Man machine from the '80s that I've converted to like a 60 game, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what have you seen? I I'm not sure when you had purchased your house in the Smoky Mountains, but have you? Um, seen anything change over the last like three to five years if you've been there that long yeah so before there, i mean in from 2017 um you could get a, like a three bedroom like my cabin you could have gotten in in the 200s wow, um, wow. okay i i bought yeah and people thought oh this is expensive then they had no idea <laughs> uh covid happened 
And I remember looking at a, a place that was a three bedroom in a good area and it had just been remodeled. It was 369. And I thought, that's ah, a little too much. And, but I was still looking. I, I looked at buying it and it had been on the market for a while because it was right when COVID, that first like March, April, May, when there was no houses being sold. Mm-hmm. And so there were no buyers. So you could find desperate sellers who, uh, you know, yeah. you could buy from. And then things came back. I ended up closing on my house, I think in September. Um, I was out there in August and my realtor, I got super lucky. Um, so in 2020, my house, I, um, it was up for 400. I went under contract. I, I put an offer for 455, wow. which you had to do yeah. at the time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah. And um, there, I got lucky. It just got in the market. My realtor was close by. She went and took a video of it and said, you're going to love this place. And I said, I, she sent it to me. There were no pictures, just like the Google, uh, they didn't have the pictures done okay. yet. So I went, let's go in 455. Let's just get it. And I said, you know, 24 hour expiration, whatever. And the guy agreed. And then at that point, right after he agreed, the pictures went up. And um, I think he had, I heard that there was hordes of people saying, if you fall out of contract, uh, yeah. we'll give you cash. We'll pay a 500,000, whatever, 550, whatever. And that was the point when things kind of hockey sticked yeah. up. Yeah. Um, I had no, um, I found out about the mold problem and everything, but I had no leverage. So I tr- even tried to get $5,000 of credits for this, all these issues. There was, the chimney had been hit by lightning um, <laughs> and it was leaking into the, yeah, it was, it was rough, but I said, let's close. And since then, um, prices were just going up and you basically had over asking offers and then appraisals would come in low. People would have an appraisal gap and, um, and then contingencies went away, no, no nothing, mm-hmm. just let's get the house. And then appraisals slowly started to come up and as fast as real estate can escalate, it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, since then, visitors during COVID went up, like it was a, this year I'm probably gonna do about, gross about six figures as opposed to 135, so it's down a bit. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the history of, of Gatlinburg, like the visitors to the Smoky Mountains, you would have trouble finding where recessions are because mm. even during recessions, national parks people go to. Yeah. Now maybe your average daily rate drops down a bit, but people are always going there. So, and people know this. Um, so people, basically what's happened in the is that people listen to podcasts and people have discovered this area and it's becoming optimized. And yeah. that's that's what's happening. Yeah. So Yeah. Talk about that a yeah. little bit like uh, for the average person right now who's listening to this and maybe thinking about getting a house out there. They're looking now and, you know, the five, six, seven hundred thousand like that. The saturation, the optimization of it. Like, do you um, uh, do you feel like. Yeah, the next this next season, we'll see a significant drop in home value or or because of saturation or like what do you what do you see happening moving forward with that? Yeah, I think what happened is people. First off, during COVID, people bought and then their occupancies now are probably less than what they had yeah. had mm-hmm. accounted for. So the groups of people that overpaid are are in. Um, for it to be a significant drop, uh, occupancies would have to really drop mm-hmm. and people would have to want to get out of their house and that would cause a sell-off. Um, that could happen. I mean, if we go into a deep recession, but then everywhere will yeah. will go down. I think comparatively, people are always going to be visiting the Smoky Mountains mm-hmm based on history from forever, yeah. uh, people are gonna be going there and they're gonna need a place to yeah. stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good bet. Um, yeah, could we see a sell-off? Well, as long as people are booking yeah. and it pencils out, people are gonna be buying it. So these short-term rental markets are propped up by this, yeah. whereas the bottom of a non-short-term rental market of just a residential mm-hmm. market, if 
you know, Amazon leaves town or whatever, then that can happen. You see all these old towns where there used to be business and now there's not. Yeah. The Smoky Mountains, I mean, as long as people are going and they need a place to stay and the rental demand is there, people can pencil it out and that'll keep the prices yeah. up there. Yeah. We've seen a huge drawback in prices, but not, not crazy. Yeah. So if you see a moderately, a reasonably priced house, which is still pretty high compared to what it was a couple of years ago, there's still tons of offers. You can still get 10 offers on a house out there if it's priced mm -hmm. right and it's in the right location and, yeah. you know, and, and the opportunities there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that unless people stop going to the Smoky Mountains, these houses will not drop too much in mm. value. That that would be my yeah. crystal ball. Like I don't have one, right? I, crystal yeah. ball, so, yes. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So specifically talking about Smoky Mountains, what are um, the things that separate the good hosts from the great hosts being a host yourself? Right. Yeah. And I think... So as, as a rem most of the people there are remote, and if you live in an area, you can put little touches on things like mm -hmm. you can have a, even a cheap bottle of wine waiting there, whatever, for people. That's great. Um, it, your property comes down to what you do to make it look good. You know, pictures book properties, mm -hmm. and then you need to have five-star reviews, so you need to pull through once they book. Mm -hmm. But people want to people want to envision themselves when they look at your pictures. You're, you're, it's like... It's like uh, the social media algorithm. Whatever gets people to stop scrolling, mm -hmm. they're going to show more of, right? Yeah. And Airbnb is no different. So you're kind of in a picture scrolling game with other hosts and stuff like that to try to get uh, people to stop. Yeah. And that happens with beautiful pictures of you. Whatever the soul is of your house, you need to harness that. And you need to find out what, uh, you know, what makes people stop scrolling and click on your, your listing. Yeah. People want to envision themselves in an experience. So if you have a hot tub, don't just put a picture of a hot tub. Put two wine glasses, half full, mm -hmm. with the view of it or some sort of nature in the background and then have a nice, you know, shallow depth of filled picture. Like that's mm -hmm. that's step one. Yeah. And then step two is once people actually go to your house, you need five-star reviews and that's basically your cleaners. Mm -hmm. um, your cleaners are your the life and blood of your your place because if you're not there there you need them to tell you, you need, first off you need them to actually show up you need them to do a good job yes. and then things are going to go wrong and you want them to see it not your guests yes. um and when when something does happen the guest wants to know that you're on it yeah. even if it's a, something that's like hey the hot tub's not working they still have the rest of the house but they want to know that you're working to get somebody there to fix it right away and that's really it is communication you know once you've actually done everything else like communicating with the guests, having the good cleaners, and and yeah, yeah, fire your cleaners if they're not doing a good job. Don't waste time. Don't no no hard feelings. This is your business, yeah. and it's it's a it's a kind of a, a fragile thing. It can go down at any moment, yeah. so you need to like make sure that things are things are taken care of. Yeah, yeah you don't need to lose sleep over it, but yeah, it's it's so there's tons of cleaners out there. Uh, interview people. T everyone's gonna promise you the moon go and hold them accountable and yeah, yeah. Uh, if they don't do a good job fire them and find somebody yeah. else let me because so. you own some properties remotely too like what is that what what have you seen work for like holding cleaners or other contractors but i guess cleaners specifically accountable for the for the standards that you have for your properties yeah well i mean one of the things is don't give them a chance to cheat mm -hmm. um so creating a checklist of things that's uh, needs to be done so what you have so first off 
most people that are buying houses are flying out there and, and, and working on them and getting to know them. You need to come up with a list for your cleaners like this has to be done every time. And um, if you you can also communicate with your guests to check on your cleaners, just like your cleaner, cleaners kind of like, you know, they, they can be your check and you can ask your guests like, hey, by the way, I hope that's great. You're having a good time. Can you just check on a couple things for me? I want to make sure we have, mm -hmm. I always typically say like we have new cleaners and uh, uh, we just want to make sure this is done right, whatever. And they'll let you know. And if not, say, hey, by the way, this is the checklist. I noticed that it wasn't done. Um, yeah, and and give them a chance to to do better. But yeah, yeah as you're remote, like getting good clean, and, and you'll know, like if you're having issues with your cleaners, find another one. The, the cleaners that Rob and I have, like in, uh, uh, in, in West Virginia, we went through, I think, three or four sets of cleaners, and it's a tough area to find good vendors out there. And we finally found somebody who essentially all of a sudden there's five star reviews and no complaints. Every guest, when we have a checkup automated message that goes out the day after, like just want to see how things are going. Yeah. Oh, we love it. Everything's great. Yeah. Thanks. Like all of a sudden complaints go away and your ratings going up by a couple tenths of a, of mm -hmm. a, of a point. Yeah. Um, and, and, and yeah, so we finally found people, we pay a premium of like 20% for good cleaners. Mm -hmm. That's normal, but it's worth it in the end because you're not gonna have to deal with headaches and, and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, that's good advice. So yeah. Yeah. I got lucky in Gatlinburg. The first cleaners that I found um, have been great. Mm -hmm. They they fired clients, like I think 30% of their clients. They only wanted to work with people that weren't bugging them too much and were, were sorry, were easier to work yeah. with, uh, were reasonable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a snake. I mean, I had a snake show up in my Gatlinburg cab one night. Guests had to leave. What? They got somebody at like Friday night at 11 p.m. A snake handler came out. Like they were, they they know people. Wow. You know, you want somebody that's local that that has ties to the area because they could make phone calls and they got somebody to get it out of there. Wow. See, the fact they have a connection, yeah. they got like a snake, <laughs> snake handler guy. guy on call. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? I'm from California. I'm from Huntington Beach, California. I love, uh, I love that area. Tennessee, yeah. I almost moved there uh, a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. I think everybody almost moved somewhere a couple years ago, yeah. but um, yeah, it, it was, uh, I just love it out there. And you realize like, yeah, there's just somebody that they know and it's not, you're not putting them out. Like, this is what I do. Yep. Yeah. Like they want to help you out. Yep. You pay them for it. I think they, my cleaners charge me like $35 for a visit. That's what they charge for. Nothing extra. Um, Cause they know that that's just part of their business. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so those people are out there. Keep working until yeah. you find those people. And, and you can go on social media, uh, uh, unfortunately, Facebook is some of the best places yeah. where the groups are, and you can find out what the names are of people that are suggested and people that aren't good. Yeah, yeah. that's great. So, um, what would you say are like, uh, uh, yeah, just three things as people are looking at purchasing out in the Smoky Mountains they should be thinking about um, or know before they buy out there? Um, I thought about this because, uh, yeah, and, and now I'm blanking on it exactly, but... Um, <clears throat> So a couple things. Um, I'll talk about you need to do your due diligence on the houses because out in Tennessee, especially if the house is older, there weren't a lot of rules and regulations for building. Mm -hmm. In fact, I don't think there were actually building codes until like the 70s. So my house in Gatlinburg was built in 77 or 75, which is great because it has a lot of character because mm -hmm. there was a lot of character back then um, in style. And then the 80s and 90s things became more cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. um, and so you need to do due diligence on the house and follow the inspection closely because there's a lot of foundation issues. Uh, the first house that uh, Julie and I went uh, uh, under contract on, I had the inspection done and there was a big issue with the foundation. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times it's a very hilly place. Yeah. And so they cinder block up around the house um, 
to some level point and then they build on top of that and there's a lot of settling that happens you know they're not going down and uh excavating and packing down and stuff like you know there's just not as many rules and regulations on it so um sometimes you can have issues so make sure that you have somebody take a look at the foundation and make sure that that's all Mm -hmm. good um you want make sure there's no mold damage that you know that water's not seeping in uh there's all kinds of little things so do deal do 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 diligence (laughs) on the house when you're looking at um yeah and then there's a lot of people out there uh location there's a lot of people visiting so location is important um but it's also you know if you're in a prime location like my place is in chalet village which is an area that was like the original area of gatlinburg that they built up Mm -hmm. um in the 60s -hmm. and i say original there was obviously stuff before that but but one of the earlier developments out there and um, that's a prime location um so if you if you don't have that a lot of these cabins are pretty cookie cutter and i mean this is true for every every market but if i go into a market like joshua tree there's thousands of rentals there now i'm designing and building houses using all the tricks that i know that are going to attract people because when something goes wrong if we go into recession or something happens the bottom 50 percent that looks like everything else those are the first ones that are going to get hurt and if you model your place out and really push it to to stand out you're going to be okay because the money that comes into a market is concentrated at the top mm-hmm. and uh, those are the places that stay booked and then everything else kind of bleeds out from if people want a cheap place or whatever or there's nothing else available mm-hmm. so so to stay booked you you know go in there and really come up with your uh, plan to you know paint is cheap but an accent wall, colors, people people are attracted to colors. So when they're scrolling, like stuff like that, like really, you know, really figure out uh, what you can do to make this place stand out. Yeah. I, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I have a theater room. I made it look good. And I just made sure that in the picture that a cool movie is up there and the original Star Wars is on yeah. the, the picture. Yeah. So they just, oh, Star Wars. And I actually had Star Wars. And the last time I went, somebody stole the movie, which you can expect. <laughs> Yeah. Every year I buy another 100 DVDs <laughs> expecting all the good ones to be gone. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, so. Any, anything specifically around like maybe just knowing that um, maybe around like areas specifically that you have seen yeah. right, or and regulations, maybe part of that, like what are the short term regulation stuff that people might run into as part of that? Yeah. So you definitely need to. So the Smoky Mountains, one of the benefits of, of being there is it's one of the most friendly to short-term rentals uh, in the in the country that I know of. The place is a, it's um, you know, it's a tourist area, and the jurisdictions, the rules are all set in place for short-term rentals. You have to get a permit, but it's not like uh, you know they come look at the house and and whatnot, but it's not super crazy. It's a very friendly place for short-term rentals. So investing in a place there, turnkey. Yeah. Um, compared to a long-term rental, you're going to get a much better return there. You're paying a premium. Obviously, Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge is an expensive area. Um, the surrounding areas are a little cheaper, but they're all, you know, they're all short-term rental friendly. Um, you, you you do need to make sure that your realtor knows which area um, is is short-term rental friendly and not because there are a couple areas that that they don't want it, yeah. like obviously, but they're few and far between. Just make sure that you're you excluding those areas from your search. Uh, and do learn about that. But for the most part, uh, it's very friendly to short-term rentals, and which is why you don't have to worry about in the future yeah. uh, too much. You know, like this is something that's uh, that's that's already been established. Yeah. And 
And yeah. And what was the other thing you mentioned? Just specific, like the, when we talk about the Smoky Mountains, in my mind, someone who's never been there, it's such a huge area. Like, are there any specific regions, cities, Location. locations that, that are, yeah. More friendly than others. Yeah. For... So people, yeah, people visit the Smoky Mountains to go to the park, to get away, to have like a, that country getaway, whatever. But close, there's kind of two main areas. You have Gatlinburg and then you have Pigeon Forge. Mm -hmm. Personally, I find that People don't search Pigeon Forge on Airbnb. They'll search Gatlinburg mm. because it's the gateway to the Smoky Mountains. And, and that's typically what people think about the Smoky Mountains. They think of Gatlinburg and then on the south side, like Asheville and stuff like that. Mm. But so if you search Gatlinburg on Airbnb or VRBO, it's going to show you that proximity. So being as close as you can to that area, I think, is going to give you the going to stay the most booked. Yeah. So coming north out of Gatlinburg you have like the Gatlinburg bypass, which kind of goes up to the northwest there. And then you have the main road. I forget the name of the road, but it goes from Gatlinburg up through Pigeon Forge and it kind of kind of keeps going up to Sevierville. Um, and then people that go up to Knoxville, whatever, for to be flying or, or driving in from Nashville. So um, being as close as you can to Gatlinburg. So Chalet Village is, a, is one of the bougiest uh, uh, neighborhoods up there. And it's country bougie, um, country. you know, but to me... So I like a lot of places there. Unfortunately, there was a big fire in, I think, 2018 that burned down a bunch of the cabins. Um, you could actually see my cabin for whatever reason. It was spared. The fire went right up to the wow. edge uh, of wow. it. All the neighbors were burned down. Yeah. So, but what, one of the things I like about it is a lot of those houses were built in the 60s and 70s. So they have a certain style, mm -hmm. um, like a mid-century style, but still like... Uh, like my cabin is these big windows with with uh, it doesn't look as cookie cutter as the other places, mm -hmm. so it stands out a little bit. And if you take one of those places, you can put some money into it to remodel it and really make it stand out. So I really like Chalet Village. It's a place that people look. It shows up on search. Um, on the other side of the main highway is Sky Harbor. That's another neighborhood that's good. Um, the 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 thing you need to look out for out there is there's a lot of roads or not a lot of roads, a lot of driveways that you need a four by four just to get up to. Oh. And so that can be a showstopper for yeah. you. If you see a house that you like that has a driveway that people can't get up to, yeah. uh, that's a big thing to look out for. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I love sky Harbor, uh, chalet village. And then if you go east and west, um, there's cobbly knob and all these other places they do. Okay. Um, they don't do as well as the places in inner Gatlinburg. Mm -hmm. And then if you go up north to Pigeon Forge, right off the highway, if you go west or east, um, there's tons of places there. If you're within a 15-minute drive of that highway, you're really golden. You're really good. Yeah. Um, if you're going to be outside of that area, just make sure that you have a unique look that people are going to, you know, yeah. uh, those places still stay booked. Yeah. But just make sure that you got something unique and, yeah. and you're competing with everybody else. Yeah. That's cool. So before we started recording, you talked a little bit about your your um, doing coaching one on one. Um, uh, can we get like a group coaching session, a, a freebie Ooh. group coaching session? Just what do you <laughs> see when you're doing that? Like, what are what are some of the common hiccups that people are running into that they're that they're coming to process with you? I mean, a lot of the people that. Okay, so my kind of coaching stuff that I do, I mean, like if you if you look at my uh, YouTube channel, which is a young YouTube channel, but uh, but yeah, it's not Airbnb focused as mm -hmm. much as it is kind of quitting your nine to five, and a lot of people. But to me, real estate with the leverage, you know, if you have a ten percent down second home loan, which is what I used in Gatlinburg, ninety percent of my um, uh, appreciation on the house is coming from the bank, which is where to me 
I don't know. Like that to me is is the, the the special part of real estate and why most of the people that I know that are wealthy, friends of my dad or other people that I know that are really wealthy, uh, you know, they're it's, it happens through real estate yeah. or if they have a business that they sell, that money goes into real estate. Mm-hmm. So that's I've always been attracted to that. Mm-hmm. Short term rentals kind of, you know, it's it's the fastest kind of fast track that I see to um creating wealth and then as you get money and you expand you can go into other places and find your niche in real estate so but but in short-term rentals you you have to stick out i mean anywhere you go whether it's gatlinburg joshua tree or any other secret market that you found where there's not a lot of competition but there's you're you're adjacent to a national park or you're adjacent to you know 20 million metropolitan people up in you know why, why i like west virginia is because the eastern part of the state's an hour and a half drive away from Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. and Baltimore and Philadelphia and all these places. So you find your little spot. But no matter what you do, try to imagine putting yourself in the top 10% of the yeah. of the short-term rentals in the area. Mm-hmm. Because when things go bad and things aren't booking as much or people are talking crap about Airbnb for whatever reason, I mean, everything goes in cycles. Yeah. Airbnb, everyone got into the short-term rental game the last couple mm-hmm. of years because we had free time and money and and all this stuff and so people were they're like oh that's our dream let's do that um and then it's going to pull back and and the people that are going to get it chopped off are the top 20 to 30 percent of people in a market that are going to have to sell but if you look at if you start comping places out like in gatlinburg or whatever you'll look at certain calendars and you're like these people are completely booked and other people are complaining that they're not booked well how come these people are making money because they've used all the steps and they've, they've covered all their bases to stay you know so if you're going into the Smoky Mountains or wherever you are, just have that, keep that in mind. Like, how am I going to get people to stop scrolling to stay in my place? Mm-hmm. And then the part of it, the second part of like actually getting five-star reviews, that's to me is easy. The game of it is what can I do to this house to make it unique? And what what's the soul of this house? What are the little things I can do? Tile's cheap. Flooring is relatively cheap yeah. uh, if you know how to do it. Um, accent walls, paint, all that stuff. Like, what can you do? Scroll through Instagram. Google Photos, whatever you can do to find examples of people that have really gone above and beyond and try to emulate that. Yeah. And whatever you do, if you get in the Smoky Mountains, you can pencil things out and then all of a sudden you'll find that I just exceeded all these expectations by 25% or more because I put a lot of effort thinking about this and I went above and beyond. You know, I didn't just let it set up and, yeah. and leave it. So yeah. that's the key. That's, yeah. And you'll be rewarded because short-term rentals are, uh, we're, we're active investors in here it's not set it and forget it yeah. you're not in, in yeah. investing in a fund and that is giving you back the returns that are going to be higher than than other places in real estate yeah. so yeah is, so I, I just keep that in mind yeah. is that where you typically like when you're when you're helping coaching people on getting away from the nine to five do you i mean do you take a similar path with like hey real estate short-term rentals cash out refis or is it really totally different based on that individual person or do you kind of have a strategy you process through with them yeah, it depends. And, and um, you know, a lot of people see right now is a weird time because uh, a lot of people say, you know, and, and this video that I'm making now, my the next video is about kind of building and selling Airbnbs and designing them. And I have no background design. I have no innate talent in design, but I've been able to, you know, the house that we just sold it for over $800,000 in, in Joshua Tree, it's a three, two, uh, you know, average days on market out there is like, up to 90 days now we were not under contract in i think 10 days oh, wow. um because we we I, I know what people are looking for for short-term rentals yeah. and um yeah and um 
getting out of your nine to five is a process. First off, you need to get rid of high interest debt. You can do that with personal loans, whatever. Get that down to under 10% if you can, anything that you owe. And then you need to get a, a, a little bit of money. My way of doing that was getting a second remote job and saving up as much as I could. And then, you know, it's real estate is a complicated, I always say that it's a lot like poker, you know, the more chips you have on the table, the more strategy you can utilize. But early on, if you only have one chip, you know, it's like, it, it's imagine playing roulette where the, 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 it's in your favor, right? Like the mm -hmm. odds were actually in your favor, um, 20%. Well, over time you're going to make a ton of money, but if you only have one chip, you might not win the first time. And that's the tough thing yeah. that I tell people like, yeah. this is a risk mm -hmm. and you need to give yourself out. So like, can I long-term rent this? Yeah. Can I sell it and get my money back? Is this is this a good deal? Can I put some equity into this to actually raise the value of it if I have mm, to sell yeah. it and get my money back and then make a profit? Yeah. So I look for houses that have, um, which a year ago, this wasn't, a year ago you just, you bought and you made money. Like that's all you had to do was just get the down <laughs> yeah. payment and then, yeah. yeah. Nowadays, what you're looking for is look for maybe look for the houses that have been on the market for either you're, you're getting them right when they're up and you're getting you're the winning bid or look for stuff that's been on the market for 30 days, 60 days. And you might be able to get a deal on that, get all your closing costs paid for. And and that gives you outs because now you can inject equity into the you know capital into this and uh, raise the value. And maybe it's possibly a flip. Yeah. You know, maybe you go into this your first one where you only have enough money to, to flip and you say, hey. I'm going to go into this to, to flip this. Um, and then if it, the flip doesn't work out, I'm going to refinance mm -hmm. it and just run as an Airbnb, or I'm just going to refinance and run as a long-term rental, or I can just, yeah. So it gives you like three options there and, and that kind of helps you first time. Yeah. And then once, whatever that, ha whatever happens with that, you're going to learn so much and then you're going to just have this intuition on what to do next. And then you have, all of a sudden you have five chips yeah. and then you yeah. have, That's great advice. and then you have all these chips where you could start to put, play different games and everything. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Give yourself outs if you can. Um, That's really yeah, good. It, yeah. yeah so. We're like, and again, this has yeah. nothing. I mean, it does have to do with Smoky Mountains, but we're definitely at the stage where we've had our property now for just coming up on a year. It's done really, really good. But how to get from the one to two to three is like, those are big steps to take because yeah. still most of our cash is tied up in you oh. know this first property. Yeah. Um, so that's that's right. super. Yeah. Yeah. That's super good. About yeah. And, and it's one of those things where... Um, Sometimes like there's a season to do everything and, and there's a time when you store cash and you aren't, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of people make money shorting the market at certain times too, because they know that's the best play. Yeah. Um, where are we going to be six months from now? I don't know. Uh, I'll look back at this podcast yeah. then and we'll, we'll, we'll know. Yeah. But I think once the fed says that they're done raising, you know, the fed is pushing us into a recession. Yeah. They're, um, because we have to slow down inflation. So it's, and, and so maybe it recessions last, you know, I think the average recession is 18 months. Mm -hmm. So maybe you tell yourself right now, let, let me wait until six months happens. Um, because I don't think the market's going to all of a sudden jump up in six months. It obviously could, anything can happen. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe six months from now is a good time to get in. Yeah. And, and so, spend that time educating yourself and researching markets, you know, don't, don't make your realtors call on all these properties. If you're not actively wanting to buy, yeah. uh, don't yes. torture them for nine months. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it could be a time to just kind of be patient because I would assume that if I was a betting man, which I am, um, that a year from now would be a, is a good time to buy. Yeah. And I don't think things are going to be 
uh, higher than they are now a year from now. If anything, maybe they're similar because we do have a housing shortage. We do have a lot of other things going on. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's the other factor. A lot of people have equity in their house. A lot of people have 2.8% loans. Where are they going to go? Um, yeah. so, but if, 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 so in other words, yeah, but if, uh, if prices drop a lot, that means we're also probably, uh, in a tough time, uh, with, you know, with, uh, with everything. So I think that then price, yeah. So I would say be a little patient right now. We might be in that time of the cycle of, of the past decade we've had of, of going out, we're due for something. Mm -hmm. I think it's here. The feds are pushing us into it. And if you you read that, like you could b find a good deal now, uh, and you can make some money until then, uh, or you can wait and get in, you know, six months from now and start yeah, then. Find like, a better you know, deal. I, I it's either way. Yeah. Yeah. I could I could ramble on that. I for could a while. do. I, yeah. I could, this was like <laughs> yeah, I was gonna turn into like a Joe Rogan thing where we just talk for four hours. Exactly. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think um, don't rush yeah. right now for sure. Um, rates aren't going anywhere when they the thing is if rates do drop way back down that means that we're in a tough time so uh which means prices aren't going to jump back up right away right so um but yeah i think there's going to be some great opportunities in the next year or two that's awesome so yeah. well, keep that in mind i like that yes um yeah so we save cash you yeah. know yeah. like that's another option too yeah, yeah. so yeah. So we like to kind of wrap these up, just something really tangible and tactical that the person who's, okay, they've got their down payment ready, their research, they're ready to rock. And, um, uh, you know, as of October of 2022, uh, which would be last month here, the, the kind of average home price was purchased out in Gatlinburg for 560000 Um So assuming we've got the average investor in who can do some like light renovations, paint, touch up, accent walls, all that, um, hopefully they don't run into like... Mold. crazy mold <laughs> and chimneys that have been struck by lightning <laughs> but sure yeah um, yeah it, it was worse than that too it was a nightmare oh. but we we did it yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're on the other side that's all that matters yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. we uh yeah, yeah where where would you say like what kind of a house should they be looking at in that price range any specific i mean you already talked about areas but what kind of house should they be looking for and any sort of baseline on like where the market is right now, what do you feel like is a safe range of um, expected revenue, gross revenue for for a house at that price point right now? Right. Okay. Well, I have a friend of mine. He was actually, he saw me, I think he saw the YouTube channel or he saw something and he reached out to me because he is kind of a, a situation that a lot of people are in where it's like, maybe it's a husband and wife with a kid and they're like, we have some money saved up. We want to invest it. We want to go into Gatlinburg. And, and that's kind of the price point that a lot of people will find themselves in. Um, one of the better deals that you can find out there is if, if so if the county will list it based on how many rooms there are and the size of the septic, but sometimes, um, you can get a deal because it's really how many people you can fit. Um, obviously people like privacy and like rooms, but sometimes you can get like a one plus loft mm -hmm. and yeah. And, and so, and so that can fit like six people because a lot of people have kids and they don't, the kids don't need to necessarily be in a bedroom. They can sleep in bunk beds or something in the corner. So, um, and people will be fine with that. So finding deals can sometimes be, you know, finding something that's listed as a, as a whatever, but it actually fits more people. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not just beds and heads, but you know, start to, th start to think about when you see these places, like pool tables and stuff and Pac-Man or whatever, or video game machines. There's a company out there called Arcade Headquarters. 
I don't make any money off of that, but if you search that, they're like the the main gig in town. Um, yeah, and for like a thousand bucks, you can actually get a, a you know mm-hmm. something that's gonna out there. People love that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be looking for that if you can at that price range. If you're gonna go up to like a three bedroom, it's probably gonna need a bit of fixing up, but maybe that fixing up like oh paint will get this done. Mm-hmm. Like we'll actually get this done with paint. Um, typically out there know what your guests are looking for so they're coming to the smoky mountains to get like um that mountain getaway so the you see the knotty pine tongue and groove on the inside typically if it's going to be drywalled walls uh you need something else like a great view or something Mm -hmm. people are looking for that and and a lot of people today are looking for not just the knotty pine paradise i hate that name (laughs) There's like a hundred thousand cabins out there named "Welcome to the either Million Dollar View or Paradise." Like, come up with something <laughs> unique. Um, yeah, when I got my house, there was a soap dish, and it was basically a bear laying on its back, you know, mm-hmm. in in a, like a glass piece, like holding his feet. And <laughs> yeah, it was just like this is yeah, and and like all of the light switches had little bears on them. Oh no, um, oh. that's cool. But I had to modernize <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So and people people want. You're gonna you're, if you can modernize a cabin a little bit, like that's that's uh, uh, you know that's probably gonna go a long way. Mm-hmm. But people definitely want you don't want all drywall. You definitely want some some like mountain looking cabin yeah. looking thing. Yeah. Um, a view is worth literally a million dollars if you can get a view. My place. Um, luckily, you can contact people, and if you have trees in the way that's not in somebody else's property, get somebody to cut them down, mm-hmm. and you can give yourself a view sometimes. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, views are worth a lot. You, location is big. View is just as big. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody needs a hot tub. Um, yeah. Now, remember, if you're buying a house, you're leveraging the bank 90 or eight or 5X or 10X with a 20% down or 10% down. Um, so everything that's already there, If so cash is king. And anything that you have to do is going to come out of pocket, any furnishing. If you have a, a, a one plus loft or a two two or whatever, that's still going to cost you ten to fifteen to twenty thousand dollars to furnish it correctly, and a hot oh, yeah. tub's going to be seven thousand dollars and everything, you know, for the free free flows. And so, if you can get it turnkey, that's great. But you're going to pay a premium for that. Yeah. So find things that, like you said, where the it's not going to cost too much cash. You know, um, sometimes you can it's furnished, but it needs to be updated. But you can keep seventy percent of it. You just need the throw pillows in the blankets that are going to add some color and, and make it look good and a couch. And besides that, you can kind of, you know, the pictures can, can hide the old furniture. People don't care as long as it's comfortable, mm-hmm. but you know, work with your pictures in that way. You know, think about, think about like, Oh, let's put this over there. So it's not the center of a picture. So people don't think it's like an old cabin, yeah. but, uh, yeah. but yeah. yeah, does that answer yeah. your question? Yeah, yeah no, no, it doesn't. Is there any sort of like, yeah. uh, if they were coming in to do that and furnished and decorated to kind of your standards, um, or what you would expect at a, at a five, six, egg, what are you seeing for gross revenue in that kind of area right now? Yeah, I, I think that my cabin, it's a it's a three level, uh, three three. It has a theater. It's got a game area, pool table. It's got the hot tub. It's got the view. Um, it's got the windows overlooking the mountains. Um, my place is is a little bit of an anomaly. I think I I, I think I have a talent for kind of I've always even as an engineer I was good at like hacking mm-hmm. systems and so I walk in I'm kind of good at like hacking the algorithm and kind of knowing what you know I got a hanging chair in the living room and stuff like that that's like placed correctly uh, I'm not above a hanging chair <laughs> um 
uh, yeah, but my place, you know, making six figures on that, you know, um, I think that if you have a two, one and the right, let's say, let's call it a two, one, or let's call it a two, two, which is kind of what you would expect for that price range. Um, in a, in a decent location, you're grossing, and this is like outside of cleaning fees because cleaning fees are usually passed on to the guest. Yeah. Um, people are going to give you different numbers. Yeah. Um, I'd call it like seventy thousand. Yeah. Yep. Gross. So if you if you can try to get, you know, you know, ten percent of the house paid for every year, that's mm -hmm. good. I mean, how can you do that with a long term rental? You can't. So. Yep. Um, yeah, and that's basically in my kind of my ballpark of how I design things and stuff mm, like yeah. that. Um, yeah, my buddies, most of the people I know that are in that price range of the two, one ones and the two twos, um, they're doing great. Yeah. Uh, so awesome. yeah, that's kind of what I would expect. Yeah. yeah. Now AirDNA, AirDNA is your friend. Yes. Sign up for an account. Go go over to the uh, rentalizer and put your addresses in. And AirDNA is not accurate everywhere, but in the Smoky Mountains, it's going to be pretty accurate yeah. because there's so many comps and cabins everywhere mm -hmm. so it's going to be give you a pretty accurate uh number there points. well johnny yeah. this has been super helpful man if people want to hear more about you your coaching uh follow you more closely to get some yeah. more of this wisdom what's the what's the what's how the can they look? find you yeah how can they find you yeah it's actually surprisingly hard if you search johnny martinez or jonathan martinez uh there's an mma fighter um <laughs> not you who's not, not you. my cousin <laughs> yeah um yeah so I, like I said this before, it's kind of a weird time because I'm building my new website, uh, bought johnnymartinez.com. It is not up, but it hopefully will be up soon. Um, and the same thing, Instagram, Johnny Martinez. I have two underscores, but I'm getting Johnny Martinez at Instagram as well. So things are going to change. I would just go with Johnny Martinez. Or if you just go on YouTube and you really want to find me, um, well, the How to Quit Your Day Job podcast that I interview people, that's the easiest way. Um, and uh, I interview once a month. I'll just get people on that uh, quit their nine to five and just did anything, whether they created a project, uh, built followers and, and monetized it, whatever it is, people that got out of the nine to five. You know, I, I've interviewed people that were on Shark Tank. I've interviewed people that created a little course uh, playing piano and stuff mm. like that wow. and all of a sudden turned into this huge career. So you can search there, the How to Quit Your Day Job okay. podcast. And uh, yeah, YouTube, um, my viral video was the uh, having two remote jobs at the same time um if you search jonathan martinez you'll be able to find me that's j-o-h-n-a-t-h-a-n awesome. my grand i'm named after my dad and my grandparents didn't know how to spell perfect because they're from albuquerque <laughs> and yeah didn't really go to school so awesome. uh, so yeah but hopefully you can find me somewhere yeah well so if not reach out to uh yeah these guys and ask for my contact. I was yes. say easiest way. We'll link to all that yeah. in the yes, show notes. So will. you don't need to yeah. pull out your pen and paper and write all those down. You can just <laughs> scroll up a little bit and there'll be a uh, yeah. link to link to all Johnny's content and, uh, and a way to get in touch with him. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate yes. it. And uh, yeah, look forward to checking in again in the future. Bye guys. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Episode five of the podcast. We love connecting you with people and uh, sharing information, but what we really love is connecting with you and hearing more about your story. So in the show notes, there's a link. Uh, you can click that. Let us know if you have any questions, anything that we can help with, um, or if you have any stories that you feel like we might want to read on a future episode of the Short-Term Rental Markets Podcast. Yeah, and if you guys enjoyed today's podcast, please give us a five-star review and subscribe so we can hang out together next month. See you guys. Bye.